What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast. This is episode 43. I'm Christian Brady in Foxford, Massachusetts, and there is Matt Tiart, who is traveling back in time as it is 10.27 a.m. in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, to be exact. Repping the Tucson Roadrunners out here. Um, I had my Caps jersey on before we started, and I said, well, the season's over for us, so I'm going to throw on the Suns jersey. Hopefully, send LeBron pack in, in game six tonight. So, yeah, do the world a favor and let's all will that to happen. Amen. Because he left the bench like six minutes left in the game. Yeah. While well, Chris Paul has like a broken shoulder and he's helped coaching. Like, which one's a true leader? <laughs> exactly. Yep. I want to point out before we start, Christian, your hat is just absolutely oh, legendary. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm having this crisis because. As it stands, it's very easy to root for the Kraken before they steal probably one of my favorite players because um, that's just an inevitable thing that's going to happen. We'll wait to see what the protective lists are, but it's going to be tough to wear this hat when the Kraken are, like, legitimately a team that we have to play against sometimes, you know? So we'll see. That's how I felt with Vegas because, one, professional sports in Vegas was just so electric. Yeah. But the Vegas shooting happened, like – a week before their first game. So not only were hockey fans rooting for Vegas, like the entire country was rooting for Vegas, uh, kind of the same way they did after the Boston Marathon. So Right, and then you had to cheer against them in the finals. <laughs> yeah, like I, I picked them as like my second team. Right. And I was like, if we play them in the finals, huh? and then we ended up doing <laughs> that. So <laughs> You had to cheer yeah. against what would have been one of the coolest stories. Yeah, in the history of the National Hockey League, but in the history of sports, Ovi got his cup though, so that's good too. That's true. Like, had we lost? Honestly, that probably Chicago, was the, the Kings. Like, won their fourth in five years. It's like nobody wants to see that. Yeah, honestly, like that's, that's best case scenario. Had we lost the Stanley Cup Finals, it's like right. you you have to root for them. This is so cool. Yep. All right, well, let's way, talk about suspensions. Yeah, all right, yeah, let's get into it because Mark Shifley knocked Jake Evans out in game one in Montreal, or sorry, to Montreal in Winnipeg. It was an odd scene because they have like, whatever, maybe a thousand people in that arena. It's, it's a very limited amount of fans. Um, so it was just silent, deafening. It's the second, you know, of two like severe knockouts that we've seen in the playoffs and both have involved Montreal. The first was uh, Toronto's um, – I can't remember who it was. John Tavares. Yeah. And it's just, for whatever reason, those are the two games that produced those big hits and concussions, which you never like to see. But it is an eerie scene when it's just all, like, super silent in there. Um, it's uh, It's so different because hockey players have this aura of being, like, really tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at pictures of Bobby Clark, he has no teeth. Um, but when a guy's getting stretchered off the ice, it's it's a different feel. It's it's so different. Yeah. Then this guy's hurt and he's like skating on his own will, but you know he's got like a broken rib or something. Um, the hit's so controversial to me because if he's not hurt, it's a clean hit. It's not even close, yeah. That's so, it's like, where's the line of it's a clean hit, 
like contingent on how the play the other player is mm-hmm. like what i don't know and that's that's where it gets tricky for me like obviously i want to see him i want to yeah. see him recover i want to see him back in this series but if it's a clean hit it's a clean hit yeah the guy's the guy's head barely grazed the ice um and he still ended up with a concussion so it's like he had to be knocked out from mark shifley's shoulder slash elbow however he did not stride like right before he hit him it's not a charge as fast as he was going it's not a charge because he stopped his skating like at the top of the circles um evans was going the other way tucking in a goal um they're just coming together whereas most hits are like they're going the same way it's just such a difficult because like the guy gets knocked out and it's at the end of the game and Shifley's obviously working off some frustration on this hit um, as he just saw his team lost, lose game one, their first loss of the playoffs, which I'm sure is tougher to take than most. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's an unnecessary hit. He's taking off a lot of steam probably, but also like if he, like you said, if Avery, if Evans gets up, that's like a perfectly normal hockey play. Yeah. One thing I do want to talk about is Nikolai Ehlers hops into the scrum that happened afterwards and actually shielded off everybody. Give him the con spike. He injured Evans, which is an awesome. Dude, awesome he's on the other team. Picture. Like, who cares about yeah. – not, I'm not saying this in general, but I'm saying, like, if I'm on Winnipeg, who cares about this guy who's on the ice? Like, he's on yeah. Montreal. He lost game one, yeah. Yeah, but for him to see the scrum is moving towards a down player and to – shield it like spider-man in spider-man yeah. 2 with the train yeah um yeah that was pretty cool to see and and he's definitely getting a lot of recognition for that on twitter so he is if you if you don't see what we're talking about go check out twitter um and another uh, uh, the last point i want to say on this is the hit was completely unnecessary while it was clean right. it, it really wasn't let him tuck in the goal get to the locker room regroup for game two you don't need to lay a body with 20 seconds left and you've already lost the game. Right. I'm on the surface. You see the hit. Like I was watching it live and I saw it and I was like, this is like, he has to be suspended. But then this morning I'm scrolling Twitter and I'm seeing all these like closed up slow-mo videos. And I'm like, it's not a charge. Like I thought it's not an elbow. Like I thought it's not head as the principal point of contact. Um, so like, how do you suspend the guy? And Though the puck's there. The it's not like it's interference. He's, he's right. Though we yeah. have seen in the past, like they can suspend a guy from being reckless. Like they use that as a reason in some of their. Well, that's this. Teams, so. Which this is exactly what that is. It's a perfect yeah. way to describe it as reckless, unnecessary. So I will be shocked if Shifley doesn't get a game. My guess is two or three right now. Dude, that's huge. huge he, he's, he's our best center. player. A great player who's never had any trouble with this so it's hard to like i mean people are obviously canadians are very emotional about their hockey and that's not to say that i'm not either i'm emotional about my hockey too if i saw a guy get knocked out i'd be emotional i want to yeah but like what what you're saying the The country shuts down when two canadian teams play each other did you see that tweet that i retweeted it was the best tweet i've ever seen it was it was game seven of montreal toronto and someone tweeted Please hold your calls to Canada until 10 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for your interest in Canada. <laughs> because the whole country shut down to watch. Literally. Of Literally. the two most storied franchises in, in Canadian sports. 
But yeah, people are calling for Shifley's head. Like the guy is so clean. He's never had a history of this. He was frustrated in the moment. He made an otherwise clean hit, but in a bad situation. So that, and that's something to throw into the the mix is that the Department of Player Safety might be like, look, it, we're gonna fine you, yeah. but we know this isn't the type of player you are. Whereas Tom Wilson or Marshan literally suspended all of next year. Which right. Um that's an interesting thing that we haven't talked about. The CBA only allows a fine of $5,000 if there's no suspension, which I actually think works in the opposite direction that they wanted to. Obviously they're trying to save um, players money by the players association arguing for that. But what I think it does is $5,000 is not that hefty a fine for national hockey league players. They just throw this out willy nilly. So like they'll give you a fine for anything. However, they can't give you any more than that. There's no the difference between a five thousand dollar fine and a one game suspension in the playoffs is so broad and ridiculous that they have to suspend a guy for something like this, right? If I you find a five thousand dollars after guys are getting fined for net front battles for stuff like yeah. this, like how do you do that? That's such a good point because literally, say you get suspended one game, but that game is game seven. Like yeah. you're talking about millions of dollars for a franchise especially if you're a player like Mark Shifley, who is their number one center, who is their quarterback on the power There's play. There's an impact like, on every single play. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so it'll, it's going to be interesting. If they allowed like $100,000 fines, or maybe that's too much, but ten grand, fifteen grand, then they'd probably save that for stuff like this where it's kind of on the border of being a suspension. Whereas I've never seen a fine less than $5,000. So it's either like you get fined five grand or you're out for a playoff game. What well, even says like maximum fine of five grand? It's like, and they okay. get that for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we, this is a, we can argue this another time, but mm-hmm. I think we're on the same page. The Department of Player Safety might be one of the most inconsistent entities mm-hmm. uh, in sports because Ryan Reeves literally curb stomped uh, Ryan Suter into the post, he got nothing. Yeah. And then he got suspended two games for cross-checking Grubauer and, like, pushing Ryan Graves into the ice. I thought the hit on Suter was worse. But and we haven't talked about done that. Their, had they done their due diligence the first time yeah, or the past five years he's been in the league, you know? So, anyway. I can't remember if it was game three, four, or five where Kevin Miller got knocked out. When you go and look back, it wasn't that dirty a hit. His head hit the ice, whatever. So they downgrade the penalty. He doesn't get a major. Later in the game, Anthony Mantha gets called for goalie interference. And that is the fine that comes out of the game. It's like it didn't make any sense. Mantha did not deserve to even sniff a hearing or a fine or anything for that goalie interference. However, Orlov knocked a guy out and he gets nothing. I'm not saying he should have got something. What I am No, saying I get what you're that, saying. Like but they're they're giving like, I mean, what's the point? It's Why almost like they're throwing, they're throwing right, penalties can, into a hat and saying, all right, this is the fine we're going like all right we're only gonna find one guy from this game so why don't we just like yeah yeah anyway uh, um it's gonna be interesting to, to see what they do because they've been so inconsistent we'll see my so. my guess is two games right now if montreal can win uh game two in winnipeg that's huge that's so big anyway all right let's get off the department of player safety before i pop a vein in my neck Though, Matt, I don't think we talked about Nazem Kadri on this podcast yet, do we? 
Uh, kick him out of the league. That's all I got to yeah, say. He got, he got suspended for the third time in four straight years in the first round of the playoffs. He gets eight games for a nasty hit. I forget who it was, but nasty hit. Um, I wish we didn't have to see him again, but we're going to because they definitely will win this. Season. Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's going to win the cup, which yeah. is like sickening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I love that Colorado team. It stinks because except for him, their style of play is so swag. It's like it's, it's such so a thing of beauty to watch. Yeah. And then you have a guy like Kadri who everyone hates, and he's just not. He really doesn't fit in with them. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Department of Player Safety, you suck. Um, IRS, we can help. Yeah. <laughs> or just shut down our podcast. Modest, pay us something modest, like six hundred and fifty grand a year, and yeah. we can help figure it out for you. Or shut down our podcast, like you did try to do with the Rangers when they spoke <laughs> yeah. out against you. So, right. Okay, Buffalo wins the draft lottery. They will have their second first overall pick in three years. I believe it's their third in the history of their franchise. That could be wrong. Um, but Seattle picks second. That's their first draft pick ever. Not too shabby. And their expansion draft will be in July <laughs> after the season. Um, so who was – was it Darlene was the first overall when Buffalo yeah, had it? I think okay. you're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, that feels like way longer than three years ago. But uh, And then Seattle's picking second. This th- – What's crazy is, like, imagine if this was 2015 and, like, it was McDavid and then Matthews. Like, Seattle gets a Matthews-type guy. Yeah. Or Eichel. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know too much. Even though I watch the World Juniors, I don't know who really is going to go. It's tough because most of the guys in the World Juniors have already been drafted. Yeah. That's what makes the NHL draft so weird. It's like, are you getting a guy who held out, who re-entered the draft or something like Lafreniere, who's going to make an impact immediately? Or are you using your first overall pick on someone who hasn't entered juniors yet? He's like 17 years old. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, and we're definitely going to talk about that more when the season. Yeah, over. for but. sure. And there'll be more hype around that. And we'll probably get familiar with the guys um, as it, it shoved into our mouth on hockey Twitter. So I'm not really as excited. I mean, of course, I'm excited because it's hockey, but I'm way more excited about who Seattle's going to take than the NHL draft. Yeah. So. <laughs> which is two days before the NHL draft, the expansion draft, July 21st. So, man, every I'm game I watch, Every game I watch on NBC, Matt, makes me more jealous that they get to hog John Forslund in every game for next year. It's yeah. just crazy how good he is at his job. Yeah, and then you watch Kenny Albert last night, and you're like, God, this guy <laughs> off, get this guy off TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, hey, if you're, list, if you're watching the game tonight, just please. And, you know, I do – Obviously, you know, I do play-by-play. You're going to do it next fall. We're not professionals by any means. But you can tell, like, when you hear a guy's voice, you're like, oh, this is going to be awful. Um, Just listen to the Islanders radio guy for about five minutes, and you might want to jump off a bridge. So just throwing that out. He's so bad, dude. Listen to it. Yeah, listen to it tonight. When you just (laughs) want to punch a wall or something, just – Anyway, all right, let's get to the playoffs. Yeah, let's let's talk about round one, which has concluded since the last time we were on this podcast. We'll start with the last series to end. That's Toronto versus Montreal, the series that captivated the nation. And Toronto, in typical fashion, blew a 3-1 series lead. Montreal wins it in game seven. 
I mean, what a monumental collapse for a team that, despite the amount of talent they have, I think absolutely has to break it down this offseason. Because we talked about how much cap hell they're in. Um, they might have to tear everything down. I don't know what they do at this point. You can't lose them in the first round when you're paying that many guys that much money. Do you have our picks from the first round up? Because I just want to beat myself up today. So <laughs> I'll pull uh, it up right now. All right, and I'm going to look up because I saw a stat last time Toronto won first round playoff series. It was like in the 90s. They've lost eight consecutive elimination games. That's that I do know off the top of my head because it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Toronto hasn't won a playoff series. They have not won a game, a series clinching game since 2004. I was three years old. I mean, oh, my God. You're talking about where the Hockey Hall of Fame is. Yeah. And they had, they had three games to clinch. It's oh, my God. It's this unreal. is the – and it's funny because Stephen A. Smith knows nothing about hockey, and he went off on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's calling them like the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. Um Growing up a Cowboys fan, but uh, it's true, it's true. They haven't won a cup since '67. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They have the highest like paid player in NHL history. They have who was knocked out this series. So, but um, so he gets a little bit of a pass. But he's been underwhelming since he signed that contract. They have the Rocket Richard winning goal scorer, and he can't score a single goal when it matters. Um, they are in bad shape, bad <laughs> shape. And the GM said today he wants to keep Marner. So they're not trading Matthews, and they're definitely not trading Tavares because they can't. No one's going to take $15 million for yeah. a $6 million player. And for a second-line player, yeah. If they're not going to trade Marner, then who are they going to trade? Because they have no defensemen on contract. Frederick Anderson's a bum. They, yeah. Speaking of people hiring us, Toronto, hire us. Yeah. I mean, what do you have to lose? A playoff series? You do that anyways. Look, we'll go out to Tavares and say, look, you got to retire so we can take your contract off the books. Uh, <laughs> we picked uh, – We'll give him a Bobby Bonilla-type contract. Yeah, right. I picked Toronto in five. You picked Toronto in six. So a week ago, both our picks looked pretty good. They're up 3-1. We're like, we got it. That's a joke. I mean, we knew Carey Price was going to steal some games, but to steal the series, which he did, he stole the I series. I distinctly remember both of us saying, I really want to say Montreal wins this because Toronto just always loses, but, like, this has to be the year that they win. They look so good. Carey Price, I mean, if you think that guy has slowed down, you're wrong. You're crazy. You're wrong. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, let's get to the series that is really embarrassing. Uh, Edmonton versus Winnipeg. I said, and I, I'm going to call myself out. I said Winnipeg wasn't capable of winning a cup. I said that. And they swept the Oilers. They held McDavid to like two points all series. Yeah. Swept them. Embarrassed them. Um, didn't you pick Winnipeg to win? I picked Edmonton at seven, which felt like a Winnipeg win because – be, and you one. said that because of Connor Hellyabuck. Um, Who's, who may have, like, who might as well have stole all three of these games. They were close games. All he, 
I mean, he played lights out, but the credit has to go to Winnipeg's defense for just yeah. absolutely shutting down mm-hmm. the best two players in the league. A lot of which they are. a lot of chatter of Edmonton. Figure it out for McDavid. You're wasting him. Agreed. We've been saying that. However, eventually you got to look at McDavid and Drysdale and say the teams that win the cup or even win series, it's because their best players are their best players in the playoffs. And that wasn't the case. Drysdale played fine. McDavid played poorly. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a comparison, and it it's insane how much it makes sense. Okay. Okay. And it's frustrating because as soon as I said that, I lost the guy's name in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up. Stand by for Matt's comparison. Yeah, yeah. My brain just literally went dead. All right, I got it. I do that all the time. Okay, you ready? Yep. Connor McDavid is Clayton Kershaw. Ooh, good one. Okay. He might be the greatest regular season player in the history yeah. of the sport. But he can't perform in the playoffs. We've seen it. We've built up so much hype about playoff McDavid, and he's mm-hmm. just non-existent. I give Kershaw a pass because Houston stole signs against him in 18. But even before that, yeah. he's had this rap of he's the greatest pitcher that's ever played the game in the regular season. I like that. McDavid is that. He scored 100 points in 50 games this year. I say Edmonton doesn't protect him, and and he gets to start a new franchise with Seattle. Absolutely no way they're not going to do it. Because (laughs) they did it once. They traded Gretzky, and people burned the city to the ground. Imagine. People of Edmonton will build a nuke and nuke the city themselves if they trade. Edmonton should should burn the city down every year anniversary from that trade. Absolutely. They should still be mad about that. It's the worst trade in the history of yeah. the world. Not even, not just sports. Like, you think France got fleeced for the Louisiana Purchase? <laughs> Edmonton got fleeced. And they did it to themselves. <laughs> yep. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> a little history at you. Anyway. All right, nice. Okay, let's get into the third series. We're going out to the West. Colorado versus St. Louis, the most de- decisive series of the playoffs so far. Colorado sweeps St. Louis. I don't remember any of the games being close. Uh, um, it was just a romping. Which we knew it was going to be. Yeah. Colorado's the best team in the league. Well, yeah. we'll get to that argument later, but um, they're one of the best two teams in the league. They won the President's Trip. Um, yeah. We knew this was going to happen. And it's funny because some of the St. Louis players were like, they're just not that much better than us. No, O'Reilly they are. Said, O'Reilly said, yeah, they're a good team, but we match up well. We're going to beat them. Yeah. That's kind of like it's kind of like South Carolina against Clemson. When we beat them by 49, they were like, the margin's just really close. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. well, we have, like, the best college quarterback that's ever played, and you have Ryan Helinski who just traded. Or just by, the way, so. by the way, number two is uh, coming right up. Second best quarterback of all uh, time. Yeah, and the first, the guy who's going to overstep both of them is visiting Clemson in the fall, Arch Man. That's right. That's, isn't he between Clemson and Tennessee and Ole Miss? Clemson, Tennessee, and Bama. Those are his top three, what I heard. Yeah, um, not Ole Miss. He's not, he's not following the footsteps of Uncle Eli. Who does? Ole Miss is a joke. Anyway, hockey, 
Colorado, <laughs> best team in the league. I think I picked them to win the cup to start the year, so I'm happy. But. Yep, we'll get back to them. Okay, let's talk about the best series of the playoffs so far. Vegas versus Minnesota. Minnesota surprised a lot by hanging on in this series until game seven. But Vegas wins game seven, five to two, I want to say. It was a great series. Flurry looked like the best candidate he is, which, by the way, he's officially a nominee. Yeah, um, we'll get to the we'll get to the awards once they're all announced in a couple of weeks. But yeah, Flurry looks so good. And then whatever, we'll get to it after this. But Minnesota deserves a lot of credit for the way they played. They aren't getting enough credit for how well they played, and and that's from us included. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think that we were sitting in the library at Cooper, like literally a year and a half ago and Minnesota was just fire sailing players like to build for the next coming years. Well, they're here. I mean, they're, they were one game away from the second round in a really tough division with Vegas and Colorado. So Minnesota is going to be just fine. And I'm actually excited to see what the future holds for them, but you're not, you're not going to beat a team that has Marc-Andre Fleury when he's playing at his best because he's (laughs) a top five goalie of all time. How about when he's playing, Matt? What? Either way. All right. Let's get to Carolina versus Nashville. We'll talk about that later. Um, Carolina versus Nashville. Carolina wins in six games. Nashville won both games at home. Kind of made this a series. Or maybe they won games three and five. Riley, shut up. Sorry, that's my dog. Good series, though. Riley, like Riley Nash? Uh, More like Mike Riley. Okay. Even though it's spelled differently. Uh, so it is spelled like Riley Dash, former Bruin. Yes, that's right. Anyway, uh, uh, good, good, not great series. I thought after games one and two that it was wraps, uh, but Carolina rolled after game four. So basically, at home, Carolina looked like Carolina, and in Nashville, Nashville looked like Nashville. You know, it's Smashville. You don't, you don't go into Nashville in front of a full crowd and just and roll come out. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna include the next I'm gonna include the next series into my response to this series. Next series, Florida, Tampa, Tampa one and six. Watching both of these series after the fat, like in retrospect, I'm thinking Carolina's gonna roll Tampa, right? Yeah. Because Tampa struggled with Florida. Yeah. Um obviously hindsight's 50-50, and we're two games into the Carolina Tampa series, but that's my response to that is Nashville stole some games, but Carolina was the way better team. Whereas in the Tampa, Florida series, I thought Florida might have a shot because they just kept coming back. Every time Tampa would get a two goal lead, they would tie it. So yeah, um, that's my response. Yep. So we got into that Tampa wins the six games. It looked real good in the games they won, which I know is a weird thing to say, but yeah, you're right. They did struggle with Florida. Didn't get that past them as cleanly as maybe some people thought. They have an all-star team. They should have won in four. But. Right. Kucherov was clicking right away, though. He did get hurt. Um, so we'll see how that bodes for him in the future. Pittsburgh versus New York. The Islanders win in six games, despite being the far less talented team. I think even they would admit that. But Jari just didn't have a good series. Which we knew was going to happen. The tandem of Sorokin and Varlamov had a very good series. And then the Islanders, of course, just Barry Trotz, Pittsburgh to death, played defense, took advantage of their opportunities, got outshot almost two to one 
total in the series. Yeah. Yet still, which is how the Islanders four out of six game, and that's exactly how they win. So, must yeah, have been um, frustrating to be Pittsburgh watching your team actually look very good through six games, uh, and only win two of them. I thought it was awesome. Screw Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was a good series, but it's so yeah. weird because Sorokin plays horrible. They start Varlamov. Varlamov won every game he played in that series, and then Game One against Boston, they're like, "All right, Sorokin." What the hell are you doing? Yeah. I, I don't understand why this two goalie Varlamov is clearly the better goalie on this team. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. We'll see who plays tonight. I think it's gotta be Varlamov as he's the one in goalie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before we talk about Bruins Islanders, let's talk about Bruins caps. Bruins went in five through three games. This was set to be the greatest playoff series of all time. There were three overtime games. The Bruins led two to one. Um, and then we expected a Capitals response that didn't really come until like the third period of game five. I mean, I know they were banged up, but um, you know, you're just watching that series, expecting the Capitals to no effort. dominate it. Dominate no one wanted, at least to, like a no one wanted to be there. No yeah, one wanted right. To be it there. did seem like that. It did seem like that. Which you is so frustrating. Yeah. It's yeah, so no. frustrating for Ovi. Um, yeah. Because you know he wants another cup, but there's literally no effort on this team, which is crazy to me because Laviolette is such a disciplined coach. Like, he usually doesn't take less than 100%. Um, anyway, bro, congrats to Bruins. Gentleman sweep completely dominated us from the start of overtime in game three to the rest of the series. Right. Yeah, it was like that. So, I mean, shots in the in the two or the one and a half overtimes of game three. The like 12 to like two. One, yeah. Like 12 to two, something like that. Yeah. And then it ends on a, like a deflating goal for uh, Sam Sonov, who actually deserves credit. He actually played well. He stepped he in game three. Played, goals, but he played well. He played insane. And then yeah. miscommunication between him and Schultz. Ovi was like trash talking him and rushing after the game. Russian, yeah. Um, you're not going to start three different goalies in the playoffs and expect to win a series that you're just not. Um, And it's frustrating because we let Holpe go for the same amount of money. We didn't want to offer him and Grubauer. We also let go and he's a Vesna finalist. So like whatever, whatever, we'll talk about it in the off season. Congrats on the win. Uh, I still love my team, but I'm pissed. So, yeah, I think that's an appropriate reaction from a captain. All right, let's get into round two. Uh, we already talked a little bit about Montreal versus Winnipeg um, as it was the game that Shifley knocked out Jake Evans. And yeah, you want, you keep wanting to say Jake Avery. I do. I don't know why. Either way, Montreal wins game one in Winnipeg. I don't know why I say Winnipeg won up in there. But, um, decisive win for them. Winnipeg pushed at the end. But Montreal rolled. They were up to two nothing at one point. They they were the better team. Um, if you haven't seen this, might be goal. The, if you this might be goal of the playoffs. If you haven't seen Nick Suzuki's goal, oh. he's like in traffic and he pulls a little tuck, like a Datsuk tuck, yeah. and then goes behind Hellyabuck and just like slips it. It's it's just unreal stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we wait um, results from a hearing for Mark Shifley. But game two will be Friday. We'll see if he's playing or not. If he is, expect him to have a difficult time out there. 
Oh yeah. Uh, Brendan Gallagher said he better be the league better take care of it or he, we're going to make his life miserable is uh, his quote. So which is a good way to kind of be like, Hey, if you want to protect your players, suspend this guy for the rest. Yeah. Of the <laughs> Even then, if he's suspended two games, you got to expect game four, he's going to get the crap eat out of him. So it doesn't really matter. He'll play again in this series. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Yeah. Because um, he's not a repeat offender. But. No. Right. All right. Colorado, Colorado versus Vegas. Colorado leads 2-0. They rolled Vegas in game one, 7-1. Oh. Laner starts after Flurry starts seven games in the series before and gets a little bit of a break before this game. He looked atrocious, and his stats say he was even worse than he looked. Um, he was bad. Terrible, terrible decision. I mean, the day after your goalie gets announced as a Vezina finalist, you decide to not start him in the game one of the playoffs. The only thing I can think of is it's DeBoer still, right? Yeah. DeBoer is thinking we're probably, we might need both of these guys eventually. So let's keep Leonard fresh. Um, Idiot. That's a up three, nothing decision. That's not a game one decision against your rival. Uh, probably the best team in hockey. You tied them in points. You know this team. You yeah. know this team in and out. You played them eight times. You need Marc-Andre Fleur. You, you need it. Because on the other side of the ice is another Vesna finalist in Grubauer, who's <laughs> the reason, other than McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog, that they're, they won the President's Trophy. What are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Yep. Um, to say the, the, least. Fu- the fun thing about this is that we knew we didn't even talk about Colorado Vegas in the first round, like their respective series, because we knew it was going to be Colorado Vegas. <laughs> um, I didn't expect Colorado to just absolutely dominate them, but I also didn't expect Laner to be a net. Um, by the way, then, the, West, the West is the only division in which the top two teams made it out of the first round. That's crazy, yeah. It um is. What was I going to say? Oh, and, and we talked about this before the pod. Vegas outplayed Colorado last night. Yep. But Grubauer stood on his freaking head. Yeah, so. he did. Flurry, Flurry played fine, too. He let in one weird goal, but it was a it was five-hole. But the guy got his stick lifted when he shot. It was a change-up. Um, and then, of course, the goal in overtime, ran and sniped him on glove side on the power play. Don't take a penalty in overtime. I mean, I think that's the moral of the story there. That's rule one. Yeah. Of overtime. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out Riley Smith's backhand goal over Grubauer's glove was just yeah. stuff of – it was sick. Okay. Um, Game three is in Vegas on Friday. This should be a very, very good series. I expect Vegas to take two at home, to be honest with you. I think they take game three. If you're a betting man, that's, that's a pretty good bet. Yeah. All right. Another series that's 2-0 is Carolina versus Tampa. Tampa won two very, very close games, two to one in both games, one and two in Carolina. And this is after Carolina went 23 and five in the regular season at home. Just an unbelievable home record. And they dropped two games to the Tampa Bay All-Stars. Yeah. (laughs) Game three is in Tampa tonight in front of a full crowd. That is going to be extremely difficult for Carolina to claw back into this series after dropping two at home. I don't see it going more than six games. The series is over. Um, It's frustrating, too, because Carolina is so good. They're so talented. They're so young. 
as much as it pains me to say this, I love Rob Brendamore as a coach just because he's, he's, he's a player at heart. Um, it's tough because Tampa Colorado, or Carolina would dominate the third period. Tampa would get a goal and then yeah. Carolina would dominate the rest of the period and couldn't get it past Vasilevsky. I mean, game two, Carolina, after it was two, one, they had possession for like eight minutes and couldn't get a goal. Yeah. Matt, at what point do we crown Vasilevsky the greatest hockey player on the planet? He has to be close. He is. He is. To be a Vezina finalist four years in a row is, I mean, that's unheard of in any sport, to be a finalist for an award four years in a row. And he won't win the Vezina this year, but it's voter fatigue because he is the best player in hockey. It's him, McDavid, and Crosby. Well, I won't go that far. I'm saying it's him and McDavid, and I don't think there's any other argument. Although people won't recognize him as part of that list, but he absolutely deserves to be up there. Yeah, it's unreal. I think if you include Crosby, you have to include like six or seven other guys. So I don't want to go that far. I think it's McDavid, Vasilevsky, and everyone else. Yeah, it's. I don't want to like compare him to like LeBron because he's not like. Right. He's, I mean, you what, could six though. Years into his career, yeah. You could though. I mean, he's just so dominant. <laughs> He's like 27. I mean, it's unbelievable. The, the career – he's already a Hall of Fame, the career this guy's had. It's Remember unbelievable. Remember moved on from Ben Bishop for him, and everyone's like, what are they doing? He had one good playoffs when Ben Bishop was hurt, and they've decided to let go of their franchise goalie. And little did we know they found potentially one of the best goalies of all time. Little did we know they made four Eastern conferences out of the five years he's been starting. Right. I mean, what? And ben Bishop has been hurt at least once every single year since then. Although Ben Bishop did make the finals last year, so against them, and then they did, and then he was hurt. Right, it was Hudon. It was Hudon, yeah. Um, Yeah, this series is over. Unfortunately, I want Carolina to claw back in it, but full full arena against an all star team that's eighteen million over cap. (laughs) I mean, it's over. (laughs) So, yeah, exactly. All All right, let's get to your series, and then we'll call it a day. Is the East Division Finals? Um, the Bruins versus the Islanders. The Bruins rolled in game one. I was at the game with my brother and dad. Greatest game I've ever been to. Highly recommend going to any event that is full capacity at this point. I was driving across the country. If you feel safe, yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's worth the price of admission before the game starts. You're just like with everybody, like everyone's so happy to be there. It's like a faith in humanity moment. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like you're celebrating the end of COVID. And then it's, they went 5-2 and Pasta gets a hat-trick. It was like a dream night. It was insane to me because I didn't know – I had no – I hadn't talked to Christian in like a week. Yeah. I texted him. I'm driving across the country, and I text him, and I go, dude, the atmosphere is crazy. And he's like, I know. I'm here. And I was like, what? You're at the well, game? What happened. We were supposed to go – it's Memorial Day weekend. We're supposed to go to New York to Long Island to hang out with my family. But it's going to rain all weekend. So it's like, why are we going to go – and just sit in the rain like we're just gonna stay home and then we're home and we're like we should go to the game and it was just that quickly that we decided it we bought the tickets and that was it like the hell of a game to go to that was a, yep. i mean pasta just played like i mean he was by far the best player on the ice he was due for goals too when he pops three in a game although um, mckinnon has eight goals in five games in the playoffs like <laughs> 
See, that's the difference between because we talk about McKinnon in the same. He's at the same dinner table as McDavid. Yeah, right. That's what you need in McDavid. You need eight goals in five games. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Edmonton's screwed. They don't have the same. They don't have the fourth line scoring. Colorado it's does. It's true. I mean, when Brandon Saad and Tyson Jost are scoring goals, I mean. Right. And that, and you're counting on that to win games? Yeah. Right. So, anyway, back to Bruins Isles. It's going to be a tight series. I think it goes seven. If Varlamov starts tonight and they can squeak out a win, the Bruins are going to be in a tough spot. They're going to have to ride him. Yeah. But yeah, because it's tough to be confident against either one of these goalies right now. Nassau, I think, is like. 85 percent yeah they can only seat thirteen thousand in there so it's already a packed arena like super loud tin roof they always talk about you're literally like i mean it's a dump it's a dump but the fans are on top of the ice so players literally say that they're playing it's Uh, like a soccer stadium where the the fans are but yeah i think it's like twelve thousand out of fourteen thousand are allowed but even then i mean it's the same it's gonna be loud if the Bruins awesome. can steal a game tonight, they got the series. I mean, to, I to silence the crowd. Um, I agree with you. Tonight is a huge, like huge. We're gonna we're gonna find out tonight who the better team in the series is. Yeah, so, that doesn't mean the better team is gonna win, but whatever. Who knows? It's this is a great game. It's going to be a great series. Probably the best one, if I'm, if we're being honest. Because well, we said that about Caps Bruins, but yeah, right. We did say that, and then Bruins won four in a row. So, except you guys won game one, we won game yeah. one. No, you won game one. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, okay. So the Isles are going to gentlemen sweep. Oh, that is not funny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all we got for today. This is a fun episode. The playoffs are the best. NHL playoffs are the best. Yeah, NHL playoffs are going on. It's 102 and. Arizona, I hate my life. <laughs> it's so hot. Uh, Phoenix, get it done tonight. Go Suns. Uh, go Suns. Go, bro. bro. I'll text you later. Love you. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.